Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And, of course, we have our host, co-host, uh, and the world-renowned fly angler, Frank Selby on the line with us, Frank. Yes, right. I'm that's, always here. That's right. And, and uh, you know, Frank talks a good game, but I've seen him in action, and it's not just talk. But uh, well, I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, and let's mention a little bit. You know, we're still we're coming up pretty quick on our um, trip to uh, East Cape in Baja, end of September. And we got a lot of people say, yeah, 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 but uh, we don't have the deposits coming in. Now, I'll tell you what, anybody that's listening to the radio, if they just want to give me a call or send me an email just inquiring about it, I've got a treasure box full of stuff and I'll send them something. You don't even have to go. All you have to do is ask about it. That is a really good idea. Yeah. But if you decide to go, make sure you get your deposit in in the next month. Well, we we're, we're, we're only about five. the end of this month. Yeah, we're only about five weeks away now, five, six. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, today's, uh, what, 16th? So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, well, it's certainly less than 30, well, a little over 30 days. But, uh, uh, anyway, I'll repeat that. All you have to do is get in touch with me and say, this sounds interesting, John. Tell me about it. And uh, we'll dig into the treasure chest and send something to you. So, I mean, how can you pass that up? Um, what else? Hey, can I you? call? <laughs> Frank, you've got so much stuff, you wouldn't have any place to put it. That's probably true. Besides that, I don't have much fly gear. Yeah, but, uh, I know. Yeah. But, uh, and then also, uh, if anybody's interested, we're in the process of putting a trip together to Cuba beginning of December. So I mean, everybody seems to be excited about that, but we need to know because we've only got, uh, well, with the people that we've already committed, we've only got about five, maybe six spots available. So uh, get in touch with us. My name is John, fishtalkradio.com, john at fishtalkradio.com. Pretty simple, right? Okay, Frank, we're going to have to take a three-minute break, and we're going to come back with a very interesting young man uh, that I think everybody's going to enjoy this one. We'll be right back with you on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And, of course, we've got Frank Selby on the line with us, and we have a very interesting guest. Um, this young man that we're going to bring on, uh, his mother says he's only 13, but in talking to him and what he's accomplished so far, I can't believe you know, that he's not at least 23. But if we can, <laughs> if we can introduce Ethan Mays. Um, Ethan, give us a... Uh, a little bit about what you've accomplished so far at, at your young age. Well, I have accomplished getting to 52 California species in the California Fishing Passport book, and I have won the Shelter Island Pier Fishing Tournament in 2015, 2016, and 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just love to fish overall. Yeah, I guess so. So I was talking to your mother, and and uh, she goes, you know, if, if it was his choice, he'd have his line in the water 24-7, but he has to eat, sleep, go to school, and do his homework. But uh, other than that, that's pretty much you know where to find him. Yeah. That's always a problem when we're young. We always like to go fishing. Do you have web feet yet, or you just fish off the piers? I have a lot of, I have a lot of time on boats, but I also have a lot of time, time on piers. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, give us, first of all, how long have you been doing this? I've been fishing for about four and a half years. Yeah. And the uh, what you primarily do is fish in the ocean near shore, uh, primarily for rockfish, right? And you've um, got, go ahead. Just about anything I can catch, bass, rockfish, 
Bilder, ja, Bilder. Ja. Ich war da hin, ich wollte genau fischen, Ja. Well, I know, you know, to be able to identify the species, because there's so many rockfish that look similar. A friend of mine was out, <clears throat> came back in with, a, you know, there's three of them, and they had 30 rockfish. And uh, uh, Fish and Wildlife was there uh, checking his catch when they came in. And then there's uh, t two guys, and they're looking at all that stuff. Oh, yeah, that looks great. That looks great. It looks good. And then uh, this young lady came up, and she goes, wait a minute, what's that? Well, it was an illegal rockfish, and she actually wrote him a citation for it. But the two other wardens didn't even know what it was, and neither did oh, he. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not easy to tell the difference. And to get 51 different species, you have to be very familiar with them. Yes, I have. Uh, I definitely pour over my fish, fishing ID book when I, mm -hmm. whenever I get a chance. Yeah, well... Uh, let me ask you a question. Most guys, kids are young men at 13. On the walls of their bedroom, they'll have pictures of uh, sports uh, heroes and race cars and, and uh, maybe some posters of girls. What's on your walls? A lot of fishing pictures. <laughs> <laughs> a man after my own heart. <laughs> well, uh, go ahead, Frank. What kind of rod and reel do you use, and what's your favorite fish to fish for? Um, I fish all sorts of gear. Um, my favorite setups are definitely Seeker and Shimano. And my favorite type of fishing to do is surface iron fishing for yellowtail. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, you can go out with me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, even though at your age, you normally we wouldn't be asking for advice, but uh, give us some tips on um, how you're able to catch all these fish. What what method do you use? Do you have any secrets that you use? Um, a lot of the fish that I've caught have been on light lighter gear. Mm-hmm. 10, 15-pound test really? with a smaller hook and a piece of shrimp off the piers, mm -hmm. which seems to catch just about anything and everything. Now, when you say piece of shrimp, is that something that you get from the grocery store? Is it a whole shrimp? Uh, you know, you go, what, what is it when you say shrimp? Oh, I can just get it from the grocery store, get it from the bait shop, wherever they sell shrimp. Mm -hmm. Use a little piece of shrimp about the size of a penny. Okay. Hmm. Because hmm. usually, you know, rockfish, you know, their favorite food seems to be uh, um, uh, squid. Squid, exactly. Squid works good. Mm-hmm. Squid definitely works well, and um, shrimp also works well. Mm-hmm. Well, this, does it does it make any difference? Isn't it better to let the shrimp sit for a little bit and get some a uh, little bit of uh, scent to it? Mm -hmm. I definitely put it on. Well, it's still frozen at times when I. I haven't had a chance, but mm. I don't think I don't. I haven't seen that it makes that big of a difference. Mm -hmm. And the uh, so you fish, you know, you live in Point Loma, California. So uh, there's a pier close by where you ride your bike down and and uh, fish all day. Usually, my parents will drive me down there, but yes, I it's uh, you, I usually fish on Shelter Island Pier. Mm-hmm. So uh, up there, do they still have a few buttermouth hanging around the pylons and pylon perch and for uh, eleven uh, eleven seven perch? Um, 
Not very many. Not very many. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a few that get caught occasionally, but it's mostly turned into mackerel and small bass. Okay. It seems like the whole coast is starting to change a little bit. But another five years, you'll be a master fisherman, and the big fish will be back again. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, yeah, I like that kid. I like him. Tell us, you tell your mom you, you she raised a perfect boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, I might be a little early, Ethan, for you to make any decisions. Uh, but do you plan on uh, continuing with uh, fishing in more of a um, professional basis? Yes. I, I would, ideally, right now, I'd like to eventually, after I go to college, get my captain's license mm-hmm. and start driving a couple overnight to day and after it. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can share your knowledge and let other people catch fish. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So basically, what your primary uh, equipment is? You like to use uh, uh, light tackle and what was just mono? Oh, uh, mono filament for the most part. Maybe a little bit of spectra backing, mm-hmm. but at least half a spool of mono for the mm-hmm. most part. Mm-hmm. And with uh, you say smaller hooks? Absolutely, smaller hooks. I found make a world of a difference. Oh, what's what size? You talking about like a two, three, four? Yeah, a two, three, and a four seem to be my go-to. Mm-hmm. Can never go wrong. Mm-hmm. And the uh, you know I'm just trying to you know, for the limited experience you've had, uh, you've gained a lot of knowledge, and so we're trying to get trying to share some of that with our audience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what about your friends? Do they fish or do they play video games? A lot of them sit at home, but uh, I definitely have a couple of excellent fishing buddies that love fishing just like I do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, your Frank has got a big smile on his face. He loves to hear this. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, I the, do. You know, the, the future of the sport is, is in people uh, like Ethan that, uh, that are passionate about it. And what about you? Do you ever get your parents to go with you? Absolutely. My dad will just love to go fishing. Especially when we go fish first, like yellowtail, yellowfin, and bluefin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the four fish he likes to catch are yellowfin tuna, yellowtail, dorado, and bluefin. Well, I agree with all of that. That's that would be if I had a choice. That's what I'd like to catch because they're, you know, first of all, uh, they they're just fun to catch, and they fight Absolutely. they fight they fight hard, and the fish that you're talking about are fish that you use uh, for table fare. Absolutely, I love to eat fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about the rockfish? What do you do with those? Oh, uh, I like to make tacos with those. Tacos? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Tacos or ceviche. Okay. Well, where's your favorite place to fish? Probably has to be the Coronado Islands. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're just about out of time. Maybe one quick question, Frank. You got one? Because we got about twenty seconds. Sure. You always uh, fish in the morning or in the evening, and high tide or low tide is what is your favorite? Um. Probably incoming tide. Okay. Okay. Good boy. All right. All I right. like this kid more <laughs> this and more each minute. All right. Well, maybe maybe Frank will uh, t- put a fly rod in your hand one of these days. But uh, uh, Ethan, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you and keep doing what you're doing. We're proud of you.
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-BAHA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and also, of course, we have Frank Selby. And Frank, that was a very fun uh, interview with young Ethan Mays, 13 years old, passionate angler. Uh, he's already probably the youngest person ever uh, to max out the California passport book. Uh, he's got 51 different species under his yeah. belt, plus much other stuff, and won a lot of uh, local tournaments. But right now, we're going to go to maybe talk a little bit about some fly fishing, Frank. I know you like to do that. 
And, I love it. We have James on from Tight Lines Fly Service out of Sacramento. So, James, welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Just keeps getting better all the time. We enjoy this so much. And the reason I enjoy it is because we get to talk to interesting people and I get to learn stuff every week. But uh, Frank, why don't you introduce James a little bit? And uh, you're the you're the angler, so uh, let's see what you can do with it. Oh, it's simple. What's your favorite place to fish up there? Uh, right now, Stampede uh, Reservoir. It's uh, about 15 miles northeast of Truckee. Yeah. And uh, it, the nice thing about Stampede is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So there's no houses, there's no condos, uh, very few people. And it's just our, and the fish are real big right now, too. That's the only good thing about the drought is it, uh, <laughs> let me turn that off. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, better. Yeah, the, the drought uh, somehow, somehow uh, bursted all the fish back to life. And, you know, typically stampedes a 13-inch kokanee lake, but we're getting them up mm-hmm. to 16, 17, even 18 inches. Uh, I've got a question for you, James, is that uh, um, this, you know, we had a very late spring. And, you know, I had to wear long pants until, like, May, which is is not normal. But uh, we've had an unseasonally warm summer. And this seems to be all over the West and and a lot of it just uh, of the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, What effect is that having on your fishing? It's driving the fish down, uh, down deeper than they normally are. But, uh, yeah, it's been pretty smoky out here, too. Oh, yeah. But the smoke, but to tell you the truth, the smoke has actually helped the fishing because it diffuses the light. Uh-huh. And we get a, we get another hour of good fishing before uh, the, the sun shuts everything off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good and bad. I got one quick question uh, before we get going too far. Would you please yeah. tell them how to get in touch with tight line. Yeah, you can reach me toll-free at 888-975-0990, or you can talk to me online. Uh, uh, on my website is www.fishtightlines.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, because sometimes we get to, it's so you get so interested in something, we forget to ask you that. So I apologize. I, I should have did that the very first thing. Uh, so... What's your favorite stream up there you like to fish? A Truckee uh, or where? Uh, actually, I don't. I don't stream fish. I, I do all my stuff on the lake. Okay. Uh, yeah, the guys that are stream fishing. Uh, tell you the truth, I've, I've never done it, so I can't tell you. I can't, I can't talk about it. I guess. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of buddies. Only they like to fish lake. Somebody's only like the fish streams. I love to fish anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as I got a rod and a fly in my hand, I'm happy. Yeah, Frank. No matter where I'm fishing. Frank will uh, throw. Uh, Frank will uh, throw a fly at a pollywog in a mud puddle. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> hey, when, when the rivers are all blown out and the everything's all muddy, hey, that bathtub full of water looks pretty damn good to me. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> well, when you're when you're lake fishing, normally you you know you got to go deeper in the water, right? Especially when it's warm. Um, so how do you do that with a fly rod? Uh, we're not. We're, I don't. I don't use fly rods. Uh, we're trolling. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, everything we're doing is trolling about 1.2 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and 
today we got 25 fish, uh, 25 good fish by nine o'clock in the morning. And, uh, but we were down about 75, 80 feet deep. Wow. And, and what, what are they? The cutthroats, rainbows, uh, bass, what? Uh, uh, kokanee. Kokanee, yeah. Yeah, landlocked sockeye salmon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John always thinks all the people I know fly fish, but I know both sides. Mm-hmm. I, gr- I grew up in the hall shows and some of the sports shows over the years, so I I love all kinds of fishing, but my favorite's fly, I, but I still love the spin fish, okay? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I used to fly... I used to fly fish myself. It uh, it got to be too much work. I, the kind of fishing I do is uh, we're trolling around. The boat does all the work. I call it lazy man's fishing. Hey, that's my <laughs> that's my kind of fishing. Yeah, there's John. John will be right up there, sitting next to you, waiting for the bite. The well, you're you're, big. you're you're close, Frank. Um, I'll be laying down, and if I line goes off, just say, "Hey, excuse me, John, but you got a fish on." And if it's yeah, too big, he's going to tell you to land it. That's right. <laughs> And in the springtime, I have had fly fishermen come on the boat, uh, but I really can't take more than two people when we fly fish because i got to have a spot to hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, some of the casters cast real low. Uh, I teach a high back cast, so you never have to worry about getting hit. When I used to roll down the Madison, uh, I got hit so many times with a fly, it's not even funny. Mm. I could probably count as my days of life, I got hit at least that many times with the fly. <laughs> One day I got hit eleven times in the first hour. I guess it's really bad if you if you hook yourself then, because I do that quite often. <laughs> I never resemble that remark. <laughs> but I've had a lot of people hook me. Yeah. Even my wife. Well, uh, since we've got you on here, James, give uh, give us some ideas. You, you mentioned um, where you go, but let's try and get more specific. Where if people are interested in going in that direction, um, you, you're familiar with everything, so you throw a name out and you think everybody knows what you're talking about. But uh, right. some some of the places that you go and their method of fishing that seems to be the most successful. Yeah. So for Stampede, uh, I, I, I fish Stampede, Tahoe, uh, Donner Lake and uh, Boca Lake, it, it's all within about 30 miles of each other. I go wherever the fish is better mm-hmm. and wherever there's less people. I fish there uh, mid-May until mid-September, and we're trolling. And then uh, come fall, mid-September till mid-December, I, I go Sacramento River salmon fishing, downtown Sacramento. Uh, we call it Sac Metro. Nice catch and 30-pound salmon with the capital in the background. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. The river runs yeah. right through the middle of town, doesn't it? Definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. And then the winter time, I take off because I'm married. I love my wife. I want to keep her. And then, uh, so she sees me about three months. And then, uh, in starting mid March, I start striping fishing out mm-hmm. in the Delta. Does uh, w- will she ever go fishing with you? Yeah, she comes. She comes with me. She, I can't bring her with clients because she has to go pee every five minutes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I got one more quick question. Like, if you were guiding somebody in your area, do you have a special place that they could stay? Do you recommend certain places? Yeah, if, if I got I got hotels close by that I, that I have contact with. Uh, the closest one to Truckee is actually in Truckee, but you know Truckee is a high dollar area. It's about two hundred dollars a night, mm-hmm. but you can drive 
30 minutes away, go to Boomtown for 60, $65 a night. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit further, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes further. But the uh, problem is you go there and you end up losing your money because it's a casino. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I resemble or, that or, remark yeah. really or, well. <laughs> or, you might make, or you might pay for your trip, too. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I've, I've had... I've had both. I've had people say, yeah, I can't tip you today because I lost it all on the table. <laughs> and I've got got some great tips by people that uh, did pretty good at the table. Yeah. So it all works out in the worse, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, so, it does. Well, you're, you know, Tahoe, of course, is uh, in California and Nevada. <laughs> And right. So, and uh, Truckee is in California, I believe, and it, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's such a beautiful area there. And the Truckee River, Truckee River is very famous. It's not that big, but it moves pretty quick. But it's full of fish. It's always got water in it. Uh, sometimes in the last couple of drought years, nothing was coming out of Tahoe, but there's plenty coming out of Stampede and Boca mm-hmm. and Prosser. It was nice and full. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, most of the year, it was unfishable because we had so much snow melt and oh. it was too dangerous to fish. And a lot mm-hmm. of the guides uh, didn't even uh, guide it mm-hmm. until the right. water slowed down. Well, what about fishing in Tahoe itself, or in Lake Tahoe? Yeah, yeah I, I fish there, too. I haven't been out there this year. I've been able to talk to all my clients to come over to where I am. Yeah. Uh, I, I do go to Tahoe sometimes, but uh, it's such a big lake. It's 23 miles long and... I think 15 miles across. Yeah, it's an uh, interesting. Go, it's an interesting lake. Go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you want to go anywhere, it costs you big money and gas. And uh, that lake is so clear. I mean, so you, you can see your fish at 90 feet down. Wow. Uh, when you're reeling well, up. The Tahoe, problem is, go ahead. 10 o'clock, that, that sun is nice and uh, high in the sky, and it just shuts the light off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the light goes all the way down. But Tahoe's a very yeah. interesting lake. Uh, apparently, they don't even know how deep it is. It's deep, but they've never been able to figure out where the bottom is because it was uh, kind of part of an active volcano and all these uh, uh, caves and, and uh, uh, drop-offs at the bottom. They've never been able to figure out exactly how deep it is, but it is deep, isn't it? How deep is it? Oh, it's uh, some places it's more than 2,500 feet deep. I try not to think about it when I'm out there. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you know, when, when you right. drown out there, you you go down to a certain level and you stay down there. Yeah, okay. Never yeah. Back All right. Uh, well, we're we're going to. 50 years okay. later, you come up Frank, looking we, like Frank, you Frank, we got to go. It's okay. fishtightlines.com, correct, uh, James? FishTightlines.com. Okay, thanks for your help on that. We'll be right back with you for Fish on Talk Radio. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouthwatering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we still have Frank on the line with us, and we've got a very special guest, uh, Bob Aldrich, and Bob is such an interesting guy. I'm just really excited to have him on today. Uh, Bob spent many years with the California Department of Fish and Game, and he wrote a book about his life and his um, some of his adventures there. Very, very interesting. Like I said, I, you know, I, I kept flipping through, and I go from one, oh, just one more chapter, just one more chapter. I was up until 3 in the morning. But uh, he's a um, in, very interesting guy. So let's go ahead and bring Bob Aldrich on. And he, right now, you're, you're, we're calling you in Hawaii um, because you're, I guess you, what, you retired and decided to move there? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Good morning, everybody. 
And Bob, let's talk about the book, man, for a second. First of all, the what I really kind of enjoyed about the book is that you expressed your personality. And you have the nickname of Mad Dog, and the, the book is called Memoirs of Mad Dog. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Okay. And you get the nickname Mad Dog because he was so motivated uh, in enforcing the law that uh, <laughs> that that's where he got his nickname because he was very successful at it. But it, normally, this is, you know, I'm not even sure I should go there with this, but I have friends that people I've known that they go into public safety, and, you know, they start off for all the right reasons, but after a while they kind of develop what I call a cop personality. But what you did was just the opposite. Um, and if you could kind of talk a little bit about your your feelings about law enforcement and the way that you operated. Well, I work jointly with a lot of uh, other agencies, sheriff's office, CHP. You know, working in a rural county, uh, you tend to help each other out, and sometimes you actually do the job of the other people. And uh, personally, I'm just very supportive of law enforcement. I am sorry to see what's what's happening um, in, in the country with some of that, but uh, there are some very fine dedicated officers out there, extremely professional, a lot of community service officers who are really involved in their communities and with the people and do, just do charitable things for uh, uh, needy people and, and the down and outs. And I just think uh, the profession is probably very difficult today to work in, not so much as a, as a fish and game officer, but uh, I think generally in law enforcement is just, you know, I, I really uh, appreciate the people who make the sacrifices and their families as well to, to get into that profession. Well, I guess I'm 100% behind you on that. Mm -hmm. Actually, on my by my sign, I have Blue Life Matters. Yeah, right <laughs> next to my sign. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I support the police 110%. So, out of a million, you might have two bad officers, but you know, I guarantee you, anybody can get mad at anybody mm -hmm. at one time or another in your life and you lose it and they're only human they can make mistakes just like anybody else but mm -hmm. when a policeman makes a mistake they blow it way out of proportion yeah. sometimes not well, all the time it, just to make a quick comment bob and i don't want to take time away from you but i think that what i really admired about you it's not so much the letter of the law it's the spirit of the law you know, you're not interested in seeing how many infractions you can write. You just want to make sure that people do what they're supposed to do, and yeah, you know, and they don't uh, do bad stuff and ruin the uh, the fisheries and the in the uh, environment. Well, I'm not going to gloss it over. Uh, to be honest with you, when I first started, um, you know, doing the job, um, you know, I was pretty gung ho, and I think a lot of officers are that way. And uh, you tend up writing tickets early on in your career that, you know, as you have 10 years on, you look back and say, you know, I wouldn't do that nowadays. I would uh, give a lot uh, more warnings. Uh, you start recognizing that there may be some mitigating circumstances and why people do things. And you get to the point where you feel you have as much responsibility to prove innocence as you do guilt. And it's just, I mean, even when I was working on uh, misdemeanors, which, you know, are not a, a major crime, uh, I, I kind of I wanted to talk to people a lot more and find out why they're doing what they're doing, 
um, you know, and if it was something that they knew about and they were trying to conceal, had lookouts, that kind of stuff, you know, they were going to get a citation. But there's other people that, you know, might have taken a salmon who, you know, as I'm talking to them, they were very needy. They were just taking one salmon to feed their family. And I just thought, you know, there's no sense in this. Uh, you know, and just give them a warning. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I appreciate that. I think that people that work uh, for fishing game, the reason they're not highway patrol is, it, holy smokes, or you know, um, you know, other sectors of public safety is because they really enjoy um, getting out into the wild and, and and protecting it. Well, you know, that's interesting you say that. I some of the CHP I worked with uh, up in Northern California were avid hunters and fishermen, and they were sportsmen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, whenever I called them for assistance uh, on a case or for backup or whatever, they loved doing that kind of stuff. And there was a while there where um, the Department of Fish and Game was, was so broke, uh, you know, there was uh, cutbacks in all the state agencies. We were limited to 25, hour, uh, 25 miles uh a day, which, you know, doesn't amount to anything. So we would ride with the sheriff's office. We would ride with CHP. Uh, together, we would make spotlight cases at night. And uh, anyway. Well, you know, I have a, uh, just a, a, a quick thing. We had the uh, um, the lady that was uh, uh, the chief of the Department of Fish and Game at that time. And she had made a comment that yeah, when there was... Uh, I think 25 million people in the state of California, they had somewhere around 350 fish and game officers. When there was uh, um, 35 million people plus, they had 350 game wardens. And so it's become you know more and more difficult and more spread out. And I think you guys are tremendously underfunded. Yeah, that's and underpaid. Um, <laughs> you know, most yeah. of the officers I knew uh, had at least a, a you know a two-year degree, and, and many of them had a bachelor's degree, and uh, they weren't making as much as other agencies. Mm-hmm. But you know, even though that was uh, an issue with some of us, the, the job was so fulfilling and rewarding, and quite frankly, a lot of fun that uh, many of us didn't care. We just wanted to get the job done and, and get out there and, mm-hmm. and try to. Um, uh, you know, prevent people or try to disrupt uh, activities that were either dangerous to the public or had an impact on the environment and wildlife resources. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'd like to do, I mean, obviously, you, you're living in Hawaii now. Do you ever go fishing over there? Yeah, I have. Uh, the best fishing was over on the island of Molokai, which is mm-hmm. a small island of 7,000 people. I mean, there's not even any traffic lights. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 10 miles wide and 30 miles long and the f- fishing was phenomenal yeah uh, fly fishing for bonefish over there oh on the uh, island itself say, huh or just from the oh, shore yeah. yeah all i can say is yeah. wow wow um yeah uh maui um you know i've out, i've gone out there and thrashed the water haven't done that great but um uh, it, the fishing over here just not as good yeah, as it is on you know, places like uh, Molokai and some of the smaller outer islands. Well, I understand if you're looking for, um, you, you know, a six, seven hundred pound boat, you know, Hawaii's a place to get it because that uh, island drops off into extremely deep water real quick, and uh, you know the, the big marlin are there. Of course, your chances of catching them, you know, are, are are not real high. You might spend, and it, you know, charter boats over there are expensive. And do they still um, do it where if you charter a boat and you go out, the fish belongs to the boat, or do they let you keep it? No, the um, boat keeps it. 
Yeah, the boat keeps it. Uh, unlike uh, California, where you know uh, some of the party boats go out for you know rock fish and what have you, and the passengers uh, not only get to keep those, but usually there's deck hands that fillet them mm-hmm. for you and, and things like that. Uh, and incidentally, in Hawaii, there are some areas where they have bottom fish that are just incredibly good, and they have Hawaiian names to them. But uh, you know, lingcod is of course one that people would recognize. Yeah. Uh, the other is mahi mahi, which is a Dorado. Uh, yeah. In Mexico, we call it Dorado. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, the but, but we don't have a lot of time. We only got a, a, uh, about less than two minutes in this segment. But hopefully, we'll hold you over and we'll get you for a few more minutes. But I'd really like to hear about some of the more interesting and you know maybe dangerous situations that you've been in. Well, um, I got a report from a sheriff's deputy. I was actually on an acid spill, and we were evacuating people, and I had the training to be an incident commander and a, you know, a type of person, and, and he told me about some people poaching pigs with an AR-15, which back then was just you know a hunting rifle. I'd seen them with scopes on. So I went back into this ranch and uh, got to the back end of it and uh, uh, ran into a meth lab. And, uh, meth lab? There were several. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was in a trailer. Um, I walked up on it. A uh, guy kicked the door open. He had a rifle there. I was surprised that uh, he saw me and just woke up. And to make a long story short, they had an arsenal. I took uh, three guys out at gunpoint and uh, had to walk a mile back to my truck. I was inside two lock gates. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was probably 30 people from different agencies at the acid spill. And uh, I called for backup from the sheriff's office, figuring I'd get a couple of units, and here comes 30 vehicles. <laughs> code, code three. The cavalry, yeah. And uh, it was something like out of the movies, because dispatch had put out an 1199, which is the worst call you can, you know, it can be put out. It's like officer down, officer shot. And I didn't know that, because he put it out on another frequency. But yeah. by the grace of God, I'm still alive, and I found out later there was actually a guy inside the trailer with a 357 pointed at the doorway and i almost stuck my head in to see oh wow which would be a volatile that's pretty exciting stuff anyway we're gonna have to take a a break and if you don't mind hanging around for a few minutes bob we you know we wish we could spend the whole hour with you but we'll give us a few more minutes you are listening to fish hunt talk radio go to fish talk fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to the show and stay in touch A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. (laughs) 
Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and of course we have Frank Selby, and we have the pleasure of Bob Aldrich, uh, who we've been talking to, uh, a former fish and game, because when he was there, that's what they did. And, uh, you know, game was something that you hunt. You know, wildlife is, anyway, let's not get political. But uh, um, he wrote a book and said, you ought to read it before I bring you on the air. And it's called Memoirs of Mad Dog. And Mad Dog refers to his uh, aggressive enforcement in his earlier years. That's where he got the uh, the moniker. But uh, he's, he's a great guy. And the book is so fascinating that I would highly recommend recommend anybody that's interested at all even just in the outdoors that uh, I got mine on Kindle I think it was like four or five bucks but uh, it's you know it's about 200 pages great read be it's very difficult to put it down so Bob do you have any comments on that well the only thing I'd like to say is um, I didn't write the book for an audience I, I kind of wrote it for myself and uh, it, it, you know some people that have read it said well it's raw but that's the way you wrote is the way you talk and uh, uh, I had a couple of, uh, of uh, uh, ladies uh, read the book, and they told me, you know, we would never buy a book like this. But once they picked it up yeah. and put it down, and that made me feel good, uh, even though I, I wrote it for myself. Well, it was just a lot of fun writing. Bob, you know, when I read the book, after I read it, I said, Bob, did you really write this book or did you have a ghostwriter? I wrote it. And because the, you're quite a wordsmith. I mean, the way that you um, alliterate is absolutely fascinating. And it, you just paint a, you know, a picture so well that it's, uh, you almost feel, almost feel like you're there with you. Well, that's what a good uh, writer is. Well, I had a, that book's probably been edited 200 times by myself and a couple of other people over the last two years. I worked on it off and on because, you know, I was doing other things as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a lot of work. And I would read something. I wasn't happy with it. I'd, I'd take it out. Paragraphs, I'd take it out. 
uh, sometimes a whole chapter because uh, some of the people that I pinched, you know, paid the price for their for their deeds and, and to come back, even if I change their name, uh, you know, people might figure out, well, this is who he's talking about, and I don't want to, uh, you know, to hurt them in any way. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a lot of work and, uh, you know, had to put a lot of thought into it, how to, you know, tell a story that, that is fun to talk about and, in fact, reminiscing with some of the uh, old officers and other agencies and what have you. You know, they're reminding me about situations that we were involved in that today we laugh at, but back then we were dead serious and, and we were putting our lives on the line, you know, to protect uh, wildlife and the environment. Well, what's what also what impressed me, Frank, um, do you think that you could write down um, your life's history, uh, detailing all the interesting things in your life? And uh, <laughs> A lot of people have asked me to do that. I think I, what I've done in my lifetime, a lot of things I could probably have the federal government mad at me. I could have <laughs> fishing game mad at me. I could have a lot of people mad at me. Well, the problem is, is, is recalling all of that. I, you know, I don't think I could do that. And, yeah. you know, it, it just kind of, it's a seamless story. And it is, it's fascinating. It's just a great read. I would yeah. highly recommend anybody that's interested at all, uh, just in good writing or the outdoors or fish and wildlife, um, get a copy of Memoirs of Mad Dog. You know, you've talked me into going up to the bookstore and buying that. Well, get it get it online. It's easy. It's like four, I, four, four, I five like bucks. a book. I like I to okay. turn my pages. Well, I like Bob to can, read. Is that it, was it ever published in in a, in a paper? Yeah, it's available on Amazon Books okay. um, as an as an ebook, uh, which has color photos. But the paperback, which is also available on Amazon, is black and white photos because okay. I had to keep the cost down of printing. Perfect. Well, Bob, we really appreciate having you on, and hopefully we can bring you back again and hear some more stories about your uh, your career because it's it's fascinating. Um, you mentioned one thing, but in the book, there's there's probably fifteen or twenty of those stories. You are um, listening. I- Go ahead. I want to thank you for being a game warden. You okay. help protect our All right, we've got to go. Go to, go to fishhunttalkradio.com. Listen to the show as many times as you want. And uh, keep in touch with us. Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan and Frank Selby, of course, and we've got some interesting hour coming up, and Frank, we appreciate you. Uh, hanging in there and taking time away from your fly fishing and your guiding and your fly tying and the rest of it to help us out. Really do appreciate it. No problem. And uh, let's see, we got uh, just a couple of minutes and then we're going to get back with uh, Scott Brown from uh, Dodge Ram Jeep and find out what's, uh, you know, what the new things are happening because it's, you know, it's just about the time of the year where the new models are coming out. So it would be interesting to see what's, uh, you know, what these new vehicles are all about. And, uh, you know, of course, we'll always keep mentioning. I mentioned uh, in the last show that if anybody is interested in going to Baja, uh, the East Cape of Baja, in uh, September 27th, I believe. Um, yeah. 
even if you don't go, or even if you're not sure you want to go, if you can uh, get in touch with me, um, I'll dig into the treasure chest and send something to you. Just to, you know, we've got to get some people, we're just not getting calls that uh, that we should be with those hundreds of thousands of people out there. And this trip is 875 almost free, and it's a lot of fun. We've been going down there pretty much every year for the last 10, 12 years. And I know you're going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, thank you for I just barely made it back in time. I ordered my sign yesterday, uh-huh. and it's done today. Go oh, perfect. And that so is. If you the, ever need one, let me know because okay. I'll tell you, they turn our signs around in 24 hours. And that's for his and her fly shop. Yeah, well, that's what they did for me. It's AFI signs dot co oc.com okay. they're in Vegas in here and I'll tell you I'm going to have one made for our radio show so when we're doing a show there you go we'll put it up there you go move. you say quiet on the air <laughs> there you go okay well we're going to uh, um, come back in just a couple of minutes and get uh, serious about it go to fishhunttalkradio.com or you can email me at john at Fish Talk Radio, just three words. Fish Talk Radio, John at fishtalkradio.com. And uh, express some interest and I'll send you a prize. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have, of course, Frank Selby. Thank you, Frank. You're and welcome. We've got somebody that, gosh, I just, uh, normally we bring him on frequently, but for some reason we haven't had him on for at least a few months, and that is Scott Brown, um, and I can never remember the title. I, yeah. It's because it, 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 it's I have the best job in the world and yeah. work for one of the best companies, and we have lots of fun brands, so I do PR. I'm in the PR department for Fiat Chrysler. Fiat Chrysler, Jeep Ram. Yeah, do- throw Dodge in there, you know, throw Alpha in there. And Alpha? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I got to test drive one of those, you know. It's uh, you, probably a good idea so I can drive it around and let people see it. <laughs> and then if they see me in it, they're going to want one. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might even find some young lady to drive around with me if, if I had that. That's the point, right? There you go. Anyway, that's the point for him. <laughs> anyway, Bob, I just want to drive it. I I've got my lady. I just want to drive it. Oh, you yeah. know, up and down the coast. Yeah. Want to supply just yeah. so I say I had one for a day. By the way, uh, Frank, that old geezer that he is, he's got a beautiful blonde wife. But uh, yeah, anyway, I'm a lucky guy. You are. Anyway, um, Bob, it's Scott? getting Scott. It's getting to be that time of the year uh, where people are start maybe thinking about some of the new models. I know that it's not like it used to be where every September they come out, everybody would come out with new models, and they'd all look different. But it's right. not quite like that anymore. But it is that time of the year that, uh, you know, the, there's a, a year model change coming up pretty quick. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, yeah, it's uh, we're definitely um – you know, winding down the 18s, getting ready to launch a, a whole host of 19s. And so there's some great deals to be had, um, you know, with us trying to, trying to, trying to get, move the, move the 18s off the dealer lots and, uh, and then the 19s are arriving. Mm-hmm. Um, Ram truck, Ram truck, you know, we're for, for 19 of 1500, our light duty Ram truck is all new. Um, and that, that even makes the, the 18s even more, um, even more appealing, just because we're, we're we're trying to move out the old, not just the old model, but the old you know, the old model year and an old model, right? Mm-hmm. And there's an all new truck for for nineteen. Well, it's not so. that old, but still, <laughs> the 2018 trucks is still 2018, so it's it's not like they're old. They're just uh, it's a good yeah. time of the year to to think about uh, making a change because it's a good time of the year to you know to wheel and deal on the 2018s. Yep. Yeah, yeah save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Great money out there for sure. Now, yeah. give us an idea. You said they're new. What, what's different? 
Uh, you know, actually, from from the frame up, the frames are stronger, lighter. Um, you know, and that, that's the foundation for a truck. Um, the brakes are bigger. Um, one of the we're, we're going to do a media drive next week, and we're going to showcase something. Uh, 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 excuse me, excuse me for a second, Frank. Is that you making that background noise? No, I don't think so. I hear a big truck outside, but okay. it's right. not me. Okay, I know it's not Scott. I hear him fine. Anyway, let's just see if it gets better. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Scott. Hey, not a problem. So um, you, you've you know, got... For 19, for 19, big efforts in fuel economy um, and capability. Um, and so the trucks are lighter. The trucks are stronger. Um, you know, this e-torque system, basically it's a mild hybrid system. You know, any vehicle, any gas-powered vehicle is least efficient when it's starting and stopping. Mm-hmm. And now we put a mild hybrid system on there. It has an electric motor that assists the gas motor. It, you know, really? So starting from from a stop, this electric motor, but on a V8, there's a motor that's about 130 pound-feet of torque that will wow. kick in and get the truck rolling before the gas engine can fire up. Oh, so, so uh, you know, it, it, you know, so the battery will charge while you're driving it. So it, it doesn't really affect uh, anything else. Right. You know, when you stop, when you slow down, it, mm-hmm. that, that electric motor works in reverse and it'll, it'll, it, it charges the batteries. Um, and mm-hmm. it has, it has its own 48 volt battery pack. The truck still has a 12 volt system, mm-hmm. but there's a separate 48 volt, um, system, you know, wow. with the battery pack and with this, you know, with the V6, it's about a 90 pound foot of torque electric motor. With the V8, it's about 130 pound foot of torque motor. The truck shuts down when you come to a stop and then that electric motor is what's going to motivate the truck once you take your foot off the wow. brake and start to accelerate. I had no idea you were doing that. It's a, it's a real hybrid. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what you call a mild hybrid, okay. right? Um, it's not quite the full hybrid because, you know, it's, the electric motor's not driving the wheels. The electric motor's just assisting the gas motor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's everybody, you know, fuel prices are staying high, and everybody's looking for efficiencies. And so this new truck, like I said, it's lighter, it's stronger. Tow ratings are up to, you know, 12,000 pounds. <laughs> um, you know, your payloads are up. Um, there's a weight savings of a couple hundred pounds. Yep. And so wow. between all that and, uh, and then this uh, torque system, uh, there's a 12-inch screen on the inside. <laughs> um, so pretty amazing stuff going wow. on with light trucks right now. Wow. I got a question real quick. Yeah. Uh, where Where... Is the next show, uh, car show you'll have one of them in? You will have one of them in. Well, you know, the, it, it, we're coming into an interesting time of year. Orange County Auto Show. It's a it's a pretty big show. Um, you know that that happens in early. I believe it's early October. Uh, but the big the next big show for me is going to be the Los Angeles Auto Show, end of November. Oh, that's huge. Uh, that's a huge I'll show. I'll come up and I I want to. Uh, talk to you in person, maybe drive it around a circle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, I'll bring it down to you. Oh, really? Okay, that sounds even better. I'll take you fishing, and you take me for a drive. Hey, deal. Okay. Now, okay. Scott, with these, uh, with what you're talking about, um, what's the uh, uh, fuel consumption on on this uh, new truck? We haven't. We we're going to announce that next week. Oh, it's um, a it, secret it, right it now. Literally, huh? the, the system is so new. I think actually, I think tomorrow is when we get the final numbers from the EPA. Uh huh. Um, 
but you know we wouldn't do it if we didn't expect a fairly significant bump right um and and so we'll know tomorrow but it it definitely it, it's it's it definitely helps, you know. Yeah. And we still have that eco diesel fifteen hundred. I was know, just, I was, still... I was just going to ask you about uh, about that. Uh, was it a four cylinder three liter diesel that puts out like four hundred foot pounds of torque and four hundred yeah, horsepower it, or something? It, it, it's a three liter. It's a V six. Oh, okay. um, and, and yeah, it's two hundred and forty horsepower and four hundred and sixty pound feet of torque. Wow! Uh, and it gets. Um, and what's the mileage on that currently? You know, you you get. I think it's twenty seven miles per gallon with a four by four, and I think it's close to thirty with uh, with the four by two truck. Wow, so, um, yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, you know, out of a pickup truck to get that kind of mileage. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to cost more, but I would suspect within a couple of years you'd have your money back. Right. You know, the diesels especially. Yeah, there's a premium on that, but for anybody that's towing a significant amount, there's nothing better than a diesel, right? Because that's where it's really going to shine. You know, a gas motor, when you tow a lot of times, your fuel economy will drop in half. Um, and a diesel won't drop quite that much. You, you know, it'll drop, but diesels are, you know, designed to tow. They're designed to be workhorses. And so, yeah, um, if you're towing, it'll, it'll, you'll pay, it'll, you'll get your money back. Okay. Well, we're going to have to let you go here in a couple of seconds, but uh, uh, what about anything else interesting in the Alphas or Fiats or anything that you want to mention real quick? Yeah, you know, I, you know, you know, I just like the Challenger, the Dodge Challenger, right? Um, you know, we compete against um, you know, Camaro and Camaro's, Mustang, yep. you know, kind of that, that pony yep. car, muscle car world. You know, we just were launching a Red Eye. We call it the Challenger SRT Red Eye. And it's uh-huh. 797 horsepower. Oh, my God. 800 uh-huh. horsepower. That's man, 800, 800 horsepower. Man, that's going to be a 200-mile-an-hour car. It's 203, I think. 203, wow. 204 miles an hour. And wow. It, you know, it's just a dream to drive. And here in California, you know, we've got these big, wide-open roads. You know, it's it's just phenomenal. Well, let's not get ourselves in trouble, but, you know, just having it there, even if you don't use it, that's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to bring that to the conference. We, we'll wow. have some fun with that. You got that right. So I have to take a trip through Nevada, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, I'll take the long, long way to get there from a thousand there you, there you go. Anyway, it uh, looks like we got to wrap this one up, Bob. Uh, it's been too long. We're going to have to bring you on a little bit sooner. And uh, let's bring you on you know, in a couple of weeks so that we can find out more about these new models. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Thanks. All right. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. Listen to the show many times as you want. If you miss something or you need a phone number, just go there and listen. You'll enjoy it. And listen to some of the previous shows. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. 
Boudoir Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. You can't catch fish. 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 No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. No, 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 You can't catch fish. No, 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 You can't catch fish. I got a little story about a city boy that came to Wisconsin up from Illinois so he can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him, guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand a chance catching fish on the slate, cause hey, you could pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy, you can't fish. I told you there, guy. Can't catch fish. What do you think you're doing? Can't catch fish. For tripe's sake. You can't catch fish. Go back to Illinois, hey. Can't catch fish. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And, of course, we have Frank Selby, the world-renowned fly fishing guide, angler, and tie flyer, and uh, operated with him and his wife of his, her fly shop. And we have someone else on the line with us that I'm anxious to talk to, and his name is Doug, and he's a river guide. And based mainly out of Reno, right? Doug, give us an idea about what you do and where you are. Yeah, well, uh, my name is Doug Willett, and uh, this is my 50th year of fly fishing. What? I started in 1968. What? And uh, I've been an average fisherman ever since. Uh, traveled the world fly fishing, and right now I'm in Reno, Nevada. Uh, I've been here since 1976. And uh, I'm a Nevada master guide. I guide the Truckee River. Uh, licensed for all of Nevada and all of California, and I specialize at Pyramid Lake, which in which is in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, thirty minutes uh, northeast of Reno, mm-hmm. Pyramid Lake. Now, Doug, Reno Tahoe area is probably one of the most beautiful parts of the world. 
And, you know, it's uh, it's very interesting. I mean, Lake Tahoe itself is extremely interesting because I think it's probably the largest uh, uh, natural lake in, in the United States, isn't it, I would guess, or California? It's anyway. one of them, yeah. yeah. And it's a natural lake, mm-hmm. uh, like you say. And uh, Tahoe uh, is fed by the Truckee River, mm-hmm. and the Truckee River leaves Lake Tahoe, and it runs about 106 miles, and it empties into Pyramid Lake, which uh-huh. is also a natural lake. Uh, and there are two totally different types of lakes. Uh, uh, lake Tahoe is high alpine type lake, mm-hmm. granite, more a little bit acid water in the pH, and Pyramid Lake is a desert lake, which is high alkali, and that helps those cutthroats trout to grow as big as they can. They're the biggest well, in the world. Well, you know, I, I want Pyramid Lake sounds. I've never fished it. I'm sure Frank does it all the time, but it's very yeah, interesting because uh, I understand that you know, most of Nevada at one time there was an ocean, you know, that covered most of the landmass or most of the most of the area. And yes, that was the Bahatan Sea, and the Bahatan Sea was about twelve thousand five hundred years ago. And it in uh, encompassed over uh, uh, 8,500 mi- square miles of uh, land. It was a sister ocean to the Great Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so what's, you know, what's still there is now a, a freshwater lake, I you know, at Pyramid. But uh, it, it's huge. It's like, what, 100, 100 150,000 square miles? Uh, Pyramid Lake now, it's the remnants of the Lahontan Sea, which is 8,500 uh, square miles. Uh, but it's the remnants now, and it's uh, about 30 miles long and about uh, 9 miles wide. Wow. It gets up to 330 feet deep. Wow. And it's a natural lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's an endoric lake. I'm sorry, say again? Uh, it's an endoric lake, meaning it's terminal, which means there's no outlet to Pyramid oh, Lake. The so only way the water leaves Pyramid Lake would be through evaporation. Right. So, and and of course, there's no access to the ocean, so they, Correct. you wouldn't have any of those uh, salmonoid species. But uh, I understand that there you've got some fish in that lake that are unbelievable. I mean, cutthroat trout. You know, what ten, twenty, thirty pounds. Well, um, the world record is 41 pounds on uh, <laughs> uh, rod and reel. They captured fish over 65 pounds uh, back in the late 1800s uh, when John Fremont and those guys. And that's came a trout, and, uh, 80 pound trout. Up, wow. Yeah, they they ended up uh, commercially fishing it. They ended up fishing lake out with the uh, combination of silt in the river from the lumber mills from Truckee. In the late uh, 1800s, 1863, I believe the railroads first came through mm-hmm. with the silt, and then they did a uh, agricultural diversion called the Newlands Project, and that diverted water from the Truck River system to Fallon for agriculture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they did that in 1905. And when that happened, the lake dropped 82 vertical feet. Whoa! Uh, along with that uh, drop of water, the siltation and the overharvesting of the fish. They were uh, uh, extrapolated uh, by uh, the early 1900s, and there was no fish by 1930 Whoa. to about 1945 when they reintroduced the, the hot and cutthroat trout at that time. Uh, so, about 
I'm sorry. Years ago, they found an original strain uh-huh. in Utah. That's the animal that's getting big up over 20 pounds. Oh, okay. It was that original Pilot Peak strain that was at, at Pyramid Lake. And again, early 1900s, they transplanted those all over the state of Nevada into parts of Utah. And they found that small fish about 15 years ago in Utah. Uh, and they reintroduced it, and it grew super big. And that's a, a Nahatna, which was the original name of the, the ocean that was there, and it's a, a species that's particular only to Pyramid Lake? Yes. Now, uh, the cutthroat were originally called the black, uh, black spotted trout. So the black spotted trout was renamed uh, Lahatan cutthroat for uh, Louis uh, Lahatan, and he was a French explorer. It never got past west of the Mississippi, but he was one of John Fremont's mentors, mm-hmm. an old uh, French explorer. So the whole region was named after this Baron de la Houghton. Wow. Uh, I thought it was a tribal name for years until I studied it, and I found the, the truth. But the, well, tell it, Frank, I don't know if that's you or not, but we got some background noise. But, yeah, uh, not me this time. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm you know, it, it's those Chinese <laughs> messing with our signals. But anyway, the, uh, the, the type of fish that are in there and the, the way it's fished, uh, can you explain that a little bit? I understand that it's primarily a, trof- a trophy lake. Well, it's absolutely a trophy lake. Uh, they have the largest cutthroat in the world. Uh, and the numbers, uh, for instance, um, you know, an average fish there would be about two feet long, <laughs> which is a, a state record in 47 states. Uh, and it would just be one of our average fish. Mm-hmm. A fish around 20 inches is called a shaker at this place. <laughs> so if you caught like a, a 19 or 20 inch cutthroat, it would be a shaker. Meaning it's a small fish, you know, yeah. a little guppy kind of. Yeah. Uh, but we do have fish in the double digits quite often. They've been pushing up uh, to 20 and over 20 pounds in the last five years uh, with the reintroduction of that uh, uh, original strain that, again, uh, was uh, was fished out years ago and then reintroduced. Okay. Um, well, we don't have a lot of time, but I'd like to I hear... I got one quick Go question. Go ahead. Uh, this time of year, you fish the truckie a lot, right? Yes, yeah, the uh, pyramid's closed now, Frank. It, it opens October 1st, and it closes June 30th. Yeah. Uh, John and, uh, oh, God, Rod Sendable used to come up. He passed away a few days ago. Uh, he's really, I talk, got him in his first trout. I'm going to miss him a lot. Everybody at Manny liked him. So how uh, have you uh, been doing good on the, on the truckie? Yeah, the truckie's uh, blooming again. I say again because in 2015 we had uh, a tremendous water shortage and I would have to uh, honestly say a mismanagement of the water, uh, which caused um, uh, you know some damage with fish populations in the truckie to the truckie river. Uh, but we've had great recruitment, spawning recruitment over the last couple of years and it's, uh, it's bloomed again, it's blossomed. Uh, now we're catching a lot of wild rainbows on the river uh, in the 15 to 18 inch class. They'll be bigger. Uh, and some of the people that know if they've been on my website, they'll see some of the big uh, browns over over 24 inches. Uh, we get good rainbows, solid 22 to 24 inch rainbows in the truckie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big fish fishery. The, the Nevada side is considerably better than the California side. 
because of uh, biomass, the food that they have, the mm. water flows. Uh, it's much more fertile on the Nevada side. Uh, mm. I'm a native Californian, uh, but I've been in Nevada for about 42 years now. <laughs> Uh, and I fish both, and I guide both the California and Nevada side. And if you don't mind, you know, I'm so fascinated about the story of Pyramid Lake because I, I didn't really understand all this stuff. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes, actually two minutes, but uh, give us an idea of what fish besides these huge uh, cutthroats are in that lake. Uh, the cutthroats the cutthroat are native species. The kuiwi, pronounced kuiwi by the tribe, uh, they're a native fish only found at Pyramid Lake in the nowhere else in the world. Uh, Sacramento perch were, were introduced there in 1877 as a non-native species. Uh, they're very good size. We have uh, some carp there, well over 20 to 25 pounds that were, again, uh, uh, introduced as a non-native species. The Tui Chub is the food source. They're a native species. And that's the bait fish that these fish are eating to get so big. Okay. Well, the uh, I don't know if you've got any, if we have time to, to take any tips, not really too much. But uh, first of all, if anybody's interested in getting in on this, can you give us some information on how to get in touch with you? Sure. You can get a hold of me uh, by going to a website, uh, pyramidlakeguideservice.com. And that's pyramidlakeguideservice.com. Uh, I have a phone number, 775-722-2267. And, and, uh, I'm, sorry, was, is, is Pier- I'm sorry, the name, the name of your company again, the website is? Pyramid Lake mm-hmm. Guide Service. Oh, that's easy enough. If you can spell pyramid. Yeah. If you can spell pyramid. Yeah, P-Y-R-M. Yeah, P-Y-R, it's not P-I-R. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, check that out. And, you know, it sounds like, well, first of all, the whole area, the the Reno, uh, Tahoe, Truckee, Pyramid Lake, and all of this is within probably an hour's drive from wherever you are. That's correct. The Pyramid's about a half an hour. Uh, The Truckee River is about... Uh, hundred yards from my house. Yeah, there you go, boy. You got a tough life, don't you? Yeah, it's a tough I, one. <laughs> I can't believe you that you've been doing this for fifty years. You sound like you're only fifty, so you must have started young. <laughs> but, well, uh, I'm on social okay. security now, guys. There you so go. Okay, a bit older well, than people think usually. <laughs> right. Anyway, we're going to have to let it go. Uh, go to fishtalkradio.com. Fishhunttalkradio.com will work also. Listen to the show and uh, get those phone numbers and the the uh, uh, website. And and um, make your plans. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Thank you very much, Doug. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. If you think that'll help, you're in for a surprise, cause money. Can't buy school, you know the guys and me, we can catch them at will against Shad Rap. You ain't no match, fish are just something that you can't catch. For crying out loud, guy, you can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Built a tug on the line and I didn't pay attention to spinning I was staring at a ten-pound shiny bass When I tried to pull the fish inside I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh I was so scared I threw my rod up in the air Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and of course, we have Frank Selby, a world-renowned uh, fly fishing guide, uh, fly tire uh, instructor, and owner of his and her fly shop with his wife in Newport Beach. We have on with us, now we have Doug, who I guess... Uh, Bob, Bob, Bob. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong segment here. <laughs> we, yeah. we have Bob <laughs> Sesson. Okay. And he also is a guide in Colorado. And... Uh, uh, we're going to ask Bob a little bit about that. Another beautiful part of the world. And, you know, if you still haven't made your, you know, your summer vacation, you know, there's still time. Or even wait until school starts, and then there's uh, probably be less people that you have to fight with. Bob, give us an idea of where you are and what you do. Okay. I'm out of, based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. And, beautiful uh, place. Of course, we, we go up into the mountains, 11-mile reservoir and Rampart Reservoir. Rampart is closed for the season. They drank all the water, but 11-mile <laughs> reservoir, I'll be there on the water the next four days uh, working, if you can call it work. But uh, we're trolling by boat, so I'll have up to four uh, guests on the boat Um I've had ages four years old up through, I think, 88 is the oldest person I've had on the boat. But uh, we're trolling for uh, mainly rainbow trout, um, Mm -hmm. brown trout, uh, kokanee salmon, um, cutthroat trout. So never know what you're going to pull up, but mainly uh, rainbow trout. Mm -hmm. And, well, first of all, Colorado Springs is a beautiful place. Remember the first time I was there, we stayed at the Broadmoor, I think. Isn't that the name of it? But yeah. Yep, I've stayed there myself. Yeah, beautiful. But you know that whole area, and you know, if you're, you know, if you got a motorhome or even if you just got a car and, and you want to travel around, there's so many places. We just talked uh, um, with uh, 
uh, Doug from uh, from Reno, which is another beautiful part of the world. But you know, Colorado is. As soon as you mention it, people get it. You know, the, it's automatically. You know, what comes to mind is mountains and streams and and the trees and just beautiful country. Yep, it is. Uh, last uh, Saturday, I had a guy out on the boat, just a one customer, and uh, he brought in his biggest trout ever. It was a like a twenty-one inch uh, rainbow, about three pound nine ounces, and he was ecstatic. He, he hadn't expected that, so he'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you really cater to a whole family type, right? Mother, father, children. I am. Um, I just had a book two trips. Uh, Grandpa here in the Springs uh, has uh, three grandkids staying with him uh, visiting, <laughs> and then he booked another trip for two more grandkids wow. coming in next week. So I just did that before I got on the phone with you. Well, uh, the uh, the website, by the way, I think will tell part of the story. Colorado Friends and Family Fishing dot com. So I think that gives an indication. So remember that. Check it out. Colorado Friends and Family Fishing. So, you know, that's 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 awesome. I I always believed that, you know, they talk about baseball being, you know, the American sport, but fishing has been around a lot longer than uh, baseball and it is something that, you know, like you said, your grand you know, grandfathers and their grandkids and you know, they can equally enjoy it. And there's certainly nothing um more exciting than you know, bringing a young kid and letting him get his first fish. Yep, and I see that every week. I mean, it just is, you know, um, it, that's what drives me, I guess, when I've got that kid holding up that first fish. And, you know, one kid, uh, his dad says, well, you're walking home if you keep out fishing me, but dad wanted to <laughs> outfish him. That, that, that was the best part of it. Yeah. And give us an idea of what methods you use for fishing. Um, we're trolling by boat, so we're using pop gear. And uh, I'm from southwest Washington, and the Columbia River is where I grew up, so... Um, the Max Lure products I use, and we've got Eagle Claw right up the road here in Denver, and I use their troll car hooks, so um, I kind of customize my uh, my trolling gear a little bit. But uh, well, do you use do you use lead core? Do you use uh, in I do. Uh, yep, yeah, I've yeah. got lead core and uh, line counter reels. So um, you know, even a four year old, I'll put the rod in a rod holder, let them run the line out to a hundred feet of the lead line out, and lock it in and. They can reel it right in from the rod holder if they want. You know, mm-hmm. if they're little enough. And, mm-hmm. and what you, what do you put on the end of it? Do you use any kind of an attractor or anything? Or, uh, um, bait, I'm, bait I'm or a what? worm and a power bait guy, so mm-hmm. I still like the old-fashioned worm on there. Mm-hmm. A red wedding ring. I, I use red and a hot pink is uh, one of my favorites. And uh, and just slow trolling. You know, mm-hmm. probably doing one, 1.4, 1.5 mile an hour has been the best here lately. And, mm-hmm. and uh we just put a lot of fish in the boat. Yeah, you can cover some territory, but your line will go down. Yeah, I got yep. one question. You get many of the military, Air Force guys and their families coming out with you right there? I do. I have a lot of them. In fact, I just came from a, a today a, a, um, Springs uh, Chamber of Commerce meeting, and the Air Force guy who I advertised through the parents' handbook was there, and uh, we talked about next year's advertising, and we have Pete Field and... Uh, and I help with a citizen soldier through Bass Pro. Uh, we do a, a fundraiser every year, and I donate a trip to that one. So I, I do a lot of helping the military in the area. Uh, well, I was asking my nephew, retired uh, mechanic out of there, 
Then he was hired back as a private contractor for another 20 years. Now he's living about 80 miles away by the uh, Arkansas River. Yep, that's uh, that's where we get our water for Rampart Reservoir. They actually pump it through the mountains through a big pipe and really? put in like 60 million gallons a day into Rampart to wow. uh, supply water for Colorado Springs. It's hmm. a 200-foot-deep lake, and uh, there's some big lakers in there. I got a picture of a 42-incher my friend caught last year and oh put it back God. in there for you. And what species was that? Was that a, a rainbow? That's a lake trout. Lake trout? Yeah. That's a lake trout or Mackinac. Yeah. So they shut wow. those in that lake, too. So we a lot of, well, lot just, of big fish just, out here. Just out of curiosity, how old would that fish be to reach that size? Oh, man, it's yeah. got to be 15, 20 yeah. years old. Wow. They, you know, if you look at how long fish live, I know the state record is up at Eagle Claw in there. And it's a 44-inch, just over 50-pound lake trout that came out of Blue yeah. Mesa. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, of course you're not using, uh, you know, 30 or 40-pound tests, so that must be uh, quite a, you know, take some finesse to get something like that in. Yeah. Well, my friend that uh, is the expert at Jiggy, he gave me a lesson this year. He's only using like six-pound test line and and bringing those big fish up with a with a big tube jig and a little sucker meat on it and. He took me out and gave me a lesson this year and gave me a few of his rigs that he ties up. And mm-hmm. he does it with super light ri- rigs. Sometimes they break it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times they break it, but when you get it up with a light line, it's so much better. Well, you know, you just, you just put almost no drag on it, and it might take you, you know, a half hour, an hour to get it to the boat. But, you know, they, they yep. do eventually tire out, even on six-pound test. Yep, yep, they do. Look what they do with ocean fishing and two-pound leader. <laughs> yeah, well, Frank, that's kind of Frank's thing. Now, as you yeah. know, Frank is a um, an accomplished, passionate uh, fly angler. Uh, do you ever do any of that up there, uh, Doug, or Bob? I've tried it. I've got friends that do, and I did a lot of backpacking back in the Cascades in Washington State and had friends that taught me roll casting and different things, but I'm I'm not uh, that patient, I guess. I'm out of you guys uh, <laughs> yeah. that... And I had a, several fly fishing groups that come on my boat every year. And, and uh, one guy, his his brother fly fished, he told me to uh, make sure I give him a bad time. So I brought out a night crawler and I held it in my hand and I said, now we use these to attract fish to our hooks. <laughs> he got the idea real fast that uh, he was going to have a, but he ended up coming back with his uh, seven-year-old grandson and his son and uh, they had a ball. Well, you know, it, it it is interesting because, you know, you might laugh about a bobber and a worm, but <laughs> it works. Yeah, it does. Yep. A- any way you catch fish is fun. I don't care. I've taken so many children out. It's not even funny. I couldn't count them. Mm-hmm. But what I do love is when a little boy smile or that grin on his face when he's sucked up. Or a little girl. Or, uh, yes, or a little definitely girl, a little yeah. girl. Too. Mm-hmm. Yep, I help with the kids fishing the little derby every year. Fish the little boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I help with the kids fishing derby here every year. This year we had 250 kids uh, entered the, the, the uh, Lions Club uh, Tri-Lakes Fishing Derby. And wow. That's that's. Yeah, that's uh, worth blocking a day out for it uh, when they come running up with their first fish ever. Yeah. Well, I, t- I tell you, I've been for, um, you know, years of doing a, you know, kid, free kids kissing, free kids fishing derby with some, you know, donated prizes. And, uh-huh. you know, these little four, five, six, 
12-year-old kids, they you know, bring up a mackerel, and they've got it in their hands like a death grip because they had to, every fish was supposed to be weighed, you know, taken in and, and measured for, for prizes mm-hmm. and then released. But, <laughs> you know, the, the excitement of this fish wiggling and these kids trying to hold on to it and, and uh, just so excited. Yeah, yeah. it is. It uh, makes your day when you see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Actually, that's what makes a guide keep on going, hoping for the next kid to come. Yeah. And give a little bit of you to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, you're in a, a, a beautiful part of the world. And obviously, you know, Frank, you know, he's he's an avid fly angler. And I don't, do you ever do any of that? Do you take people out to, to fly fish? I do not. There, there's probably, I'm on a list of Colorado Fishing Network that I um, am on, and I would say out of 100 guides, I would say 90 or more of those are fly fishing guides. Yeah. So there's a lot of those yeah. and very few of us yeah. that troll, but a lot of people don't want to take the time when they're here visiting. Yeah, I get a lot of tourists from all over the country mm-hmm. and through the Convention Visitors Bureau and uh, they just want to catch some fish. Well, I, I tell you, the lake. you know, I don't think it's possible to be fishing anywhere that's not a beautiful place to be. And, you know, that's that's really what it's about. And so, you know, it's fishing is great, but I prefer catching than fishing. <laughs> yep, I, I agree. You know, we can see the Rockies from the 11 Mile and Rampart. You're looking right up on Pike's okay. Peak when it's open. All right. It'll be next next uh, spring. Hey, so I, Bob, I guide May through October. Bob, we're, we're out of time, but we're going to do a three-minute break. Would you mind hanging over for a couple of minutes? Sure. All right. Okay, you are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to fishontalkradio.com. Listen to the show and uh, get in touch with us. And let's see what uh, I'd like to hear what you want us to do for you. We'll be right back. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. 
fishing, that's what I'm doing. Think about nothing, not even you. Catch me a big one, the five's back of trout. Slapping in the water, I put it right out. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and, of course, Frank Selby. And we have Bob, or excuse me, I did it again. Okay, we have Bob Stethen, is that right? Stevenson, yes. And, I'm sorry, what is it? Stevenson. Oh, Stevenson. Oh, Frank, you yes. gave me the wrong uh, spelling. Anyway, um, he has... I don't spell that good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't much good at spelling that stuff, huh? Anyway, uh, he's got uh, uh, Colorado Friends and Family Fishing.com. And I think uh, just by the name, you get an idea what he does. Yeah. We've just been talking about the first part about getting the family together and taking them out there. And really, it, it's so important if there's a, anglers out there that, you know, that are going to go fishing, you know, they enjoy it and they go to their fishing buddies. But, hey, if there's a neighborhood kid or, you know, a nephew or a grandkid or something, think about taking them with you. Yeah, that's always good. Uh, one other question real quick, Bob. Okay. Uh, which is your favorite lake around there? Well, Rempart is for kids, just just because it's uh, they're a little smaller fish, but more fish. In fact, I'm the only guide that uh, is allowed in there through a permit with the U.S. Forest Service. Really? But they're closed for the winter now, so hopefully they'll be open uh, about mid-May after ice off, and uh, usually they go to about mid-October. But uh, for kids, um, that's where I take my grandkids. I took them the last day of this year, and in an hour, they both had their limit in the boat, and then they wanted to drive Grandpa's boat. So yeah. um, they, they weren't interested in fishing after they knew they got to drive Grandpa's boat. So, yeah. Um, but uh, that's my favorite of the two. But big fish, you got to say 11 mile. I mean, we've been, you know, every week we put a, some big fish in the boat, and, you know, yeah, what, three, what's four the, pounders what, and bigger. What are the, what's the altitude of these lakes? What's that? The altitude of these lakes. Um, eighty six hundred on eleven mile and nine thousand foot at uh, Rampart. Wow! Well, that's yeah. So oh. it's cool at forty five degrees in the morning. Yeah, and, uh, I was going to say even in the summer. I was going to say then it warms up into the seventies. Yeah, there's a lot of ski mountains that aren't that high. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, cold water lakes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. uh, Bob, uh, you uh, you mentioned you did a lot for the Lions Club. Uh, uh, kids fishing. What, what time of the year do you do that for them? That's the first Saturday in June. It's free fishing weekend in Colorado, so oh. the parents and grandparents that come along, they don't have to buy a license that day. So mm-hmm. the state stocks with fish. And last year we had uh, like Bass Pro and Sportsman's Warehouse both donated about $1,200 worth of prizes for the kids. So we had prize patrol walking around the lake just handing out fishing gear to the kids. The state gave, uh, parks gave uh, fishing poles away, about 50 of them away. And, uh, yeah, we have a fun time at that. Hey, John. Yes, sir. The only reason I asked that, I'm a lifetime member of the Lions Club. Oh, really? I have cool. independence. I sold a whole block for the market dimes for 10 cents an inch. And Truman took me to the club and gave me a lifetime membership. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Well, do you, have, do you have any official position? Are you a grand poopa or something? I, I, no, no, no. I, I haven't joined. Just uh, by word. Joined, but... go, go ahead, Bob. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm not a member of the Lions, but I used to help the Chamber of Commerce put it on, and then the Lions Club said, hey, we 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 can run it now. We want it back, so I helped them. They called yeah. me, but I'll probably join That's them in a few years. Well, I have to be 80 to join. Yeah. <laughs> well, You're just the kid yet. Okay, well, we're, we're just about out of time, but uh, I guess to follow up on that, ColoradoFriendsAndFamilyFishing.com. And, hey, you know, we really need to get some kids interested in the outdoors and get them away from the, the video games and their, and their smartphones and such. And uh, it's let experience in real instead of uh, on a video. So exactly. it, 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 it'll, it'll could, could change some people's lives. Just take the effort to do it, even if uh, you know, you'd have to borrow a neighborhood kit or something. But we do really appreciate, and uh, Bob, we really appreciate you coming on. It's very interesting stuff. So if you're yeah. in the area, go see Bob at ColoradoFriendsAndFamilyFishing.com. We're going to have to go. Talk to you soon.